Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. All right, man. Welcome back to the God-Centered Men's Recovery Show. I'm your host, Tim Holloway. I'm glad to be back at you again. Hey, look, if you're new here, this is the show for Christian men inside of recovery who want to live an awesome spirit-filled life. That is you. Welcome. This is the right place. So we're going to do a recap. We were talking about weathering the storms. Now, the last video, we talked about purpose, finding purpose in the storms. And what that means is that there is a certain intention. There's a certain reason. There's a certain purpose that we can attach to the different difficulties that are taking place inside of our lives. So I'm going to give you a brief rundown of what those are before we get into the next topic. So purpose in the pain. That is first that we can help others. And that is by the pain that we have went through. We know what pain is. We empathize with pain. We know what it means uh, to go through the storm in difficult situations. We're able also to reach our hand down and help other people who are going through the same situations, who are in the same plight and the same difficulties. Uh, that is a powerful purpose. Uh, number two is that everything happens much like a domino, and that is our uh, painful storms and our events that take place inside of our lives. They trigger other events, and we are who we are uh, because of those events. And there's certain things that just won't play out uh, like they should uh, unless we go through those uh, situations and come out to the other side. Number three, you get where you need to go, and that is where you want to be is on the other side of the storm. And so if we stop, uh, what we do is we stay in the storm. And that is the difficulties and the trials and the situations and all these things just become uh, our condition and our part of life. And we don't go through them. We stay in them. And we'll probably talk about that more today. But going through it is you get to your destination. You get to the other side. Now, the reality is, is that life uh, here on earth is just a uh, temporary. It's just a go between. We have a destination. Our destination, of course, is heaven and eternal life. But we have to go through this earth to get to the other side. So you see what I'm saying. Number three's purpose is you get to where you want to go by going through the storms, the difficulties. Uh, number four is it shapes who you are. And that is our character, our integrity. Yeah, one of the most important things, you know, inside of our life is not so much that we're wealthy or that we're healthy and that we have we have everything going for us. Uh, what is even more important and triumphs above that is our personal integrity and our character. And are we in alignment with the spirit of God operating inside of our lives? That is important. And the storm uh, brings us to that place of character development where we understand who we are and where we're at and those sort of things. Lastly, these storms provide resistance for expansion, okay? If you want to build muscle, you're going to have to have resistance. If you want any sort of growth and expansion, it's going to come through the difficult moments. There's no uh, sailor or captain who's tested by smooth weather, okay? They're tested and their skills are brought to light uh, through the darkness, through the storms, and through the things that come inside of our lives. So it provides us the necessary resistance for growth and expansion. Okay. Luke 8.22, we are talking about the storm. Now, it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples. And he said to them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out to the deep. 
Now, I'll paraphrase from there that they begin to encounter a storm and things to begin to get chaotic and disruptive and they begin to get fearful and agitated and all these different things. But the reality is, is that they had a destination. They were going to the other side. So I talked to you last uh, yesterday in the last uh, video about the children of Israel. Okay, these are the nation that God had chosen, these people, this nation. Well, this nation was under Egyptian rule, and that is that they were in Egypt. They were not uh, their own nation. They were not in the promised land. They were not uh, pursuing their destiny with God. What, where they were was in Egypt. And so I want to thoroughly uh, point out this because this is a, this is a storm. This is a situation of very unpleasantness, not really something that anybody would particularly want to go through, right? Nobody wants to be in Egypt. Now, Egypt uh, uh, symbolizes first, number one, that it symbolizes oppression and slavery. And this was the state and the condition that these people were in before they entered the promised land. Now, I think that's really important. Because on this journey, in this boat, uh, we, we set sail and we got into this boat. And now that we're in this boat, there is stormy weather and situations that are unfavorable that are coming upon us. But the reality is, is that it's not so much um, that's the purpose. The purpose and destination is to get to the other side. And so it is with these people. They have a vision of the promised land. They have a vision of freedom. They have a vision of uh, connecting with God and yielding to him and doing all these things. They have the vision. But here they are in Egypt. And that is they are in slavery and oppression. And we know as the story goes, they begin to cry out because of, of the oppression that they're going through. And they begin to cry out for slave, because of the slavery. What the Egyptians were doing is they were getting free slave labor, right? They were using the weak and the minority to build their kingdom. And they were cruel and they were abusive and all of these different things. And here they are crying out to God for deliverance. Please free me from this slavery. Free me from this oppressive uh, thing that is going on in my life. And that is kind of symbolic of what begins to take place inside of our own lives that we are in this state of Egypt mentally, okay? And is a state of slavery and oppression. And we are impressed or oppressed and we're enslaved. And we're enslaved by many different things. But the first thing that comes to mind is addictions, right? We are, we are governed by these, uh, these lusts and we are enslaved and we are in bondage to self and to the sinful nature. And then the message of hope comes to us for freedom, that we can be delivered and we can walk in this abundant life and we can receive the promises and, and enjoy the promised land and all of these different things, a land flowing with milk and honey. And we begin to get encouraged and excited. And you say, you know what? I want that for my life. I want to be delivered from this addiction. And we begin to cry out, God, free me from the pornography, free me from this substance, free me from alcoholism, free me from myself. And we begin to set out on this journey because of that cry, because of that desire.
Okay. And that's what I want to thoroughly understand here, that the, the leaving of Egypt created all kinds of storms in these people's life on their way to the promised land. And so it is with us. We want to live in this abundant life. We want to, we want to be fulfilled. We want to live holistically. We want to walk with God. We want to do all these things. Now, just because we cried out and just because we had a desire doesn't mean that God just goes, okay, here you go, and he throws it into your lap, right? That's one thing we're really going to talk about in this uh, video. So number two, Egypt represents the world and the world systems. And I've talked about this previously, so I'm not going to stress too much here. But the world system is, is politics, religion, it's education, it's entertainment, and all of these different things that correlate the world and the world system. And so leaving Egypt not only meant uh, leaving oppression and slavery and set inside the addictions, but it was saying, you know what, I'm not going to uh, find my trust inside of these world systems. Now, it's crazy as you read the Bible and you look at the different biblical characters that, that people uh, always try to find refuge in Egypt. And this is definitely symbolic of people trying to run and find comfort uh, and hide in the world and the world systems. Uh, Abraham did this uh, until uh, his, um, his marriage became at jeopardy because the elites wanted his wife into the fold. She must have been beautiful, right? And so uh, I say all that to say this is that Egypt represents the world and all of its systems. And we are coming out of that false refuge. And that is where we uh, have a tendency and desire to place our trust in all of these different systems. And we say that these we need uh, we need these different systems to help me uh, achieve a great life. Um, and this is where, you know, welfare states come in. This is where government becomes your God and all of these different things, which are terrible. So Egypt represents comfort, too. You say, what kind of comfort is there in oppression and slavery? Well, let me tell you, if all you have to work do is work and you're taken care of as far as your food and your substance and your basic securities are met where your life is not in, in any danger, there's a security and comfort inside of those things. You know, outside of leaving Egypt um, is a dangerous journey. And this journey is a discovery, uh, and it's very uncomfortable, okay? And this is why the, the uh, Israelites said, we had it better in Egypt, we should just return back to the way things were. And this is the mindset that, you know, we've come out of these addictions and we're walking out of them. We're going to walk in freedom. We started this journey. And then all of a sudden storms begin to happen. It begins to get uncomfortable and things begin to get shaken up and I begin to be get tested and tried. And the reality is, is that it was much, much safer inside of my addiction. I didn't have to deal with any of my pain. I didn't have to face the truth. I didn't have to be honest. I didn't have to learn to let go and forgive. I didn't learn how to connect with other people. I didn't, you know, all of these different things and challenges that come up, they're not a reality when you are inside of your addiction. You're, you're on uh, autopilot, you're on easy street, and you're not participating inside of these things. So the next one is predictability inside of Egypt. Uh, before the storm, there is pr predictability. And that is 
bulls when they were on dry land before they got in the boat uh, everything was pretty predictable everything was stable everything was calm there wasn't any problems but then they got into the boat and that's the way it operates in our life is that you know when we're on easy street and when we're sedating and and we're seeking to comfort ourselves and all of these worldly things and have our false refuge and our false hopes and all of these different things that everything is stable and predictable. We know how things are going to be. When we begin to step out of that, we begin to get into the boat and understanding that we are getting in the boat with Jesus and that it is no way uh, to us smooth sailing, okay? And the last one, Egypt every, uh, represents everything that is in opposition to God. And this is was their state and their condition. Now, to be, be able to leave all these things, I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to leave oppression and that is addictions and sedations. I make a decision that I'm going to do that. I make a decision that I'm going to not uh, uh, be in the world. I'm going uh, to be in the world, but not of the world. Okay, And that I make a decision that I'm going to let go of my false hopes and my false refuge and the things that I seek comfort in. And whether it's the uh, religiosity or the world systems or sedations, I'm refusing to let go of those. I'm walking out. I'm leaving my comfort zone. I'm seeking freedom. I want to be everything that God wants me to be. And I'm leaving the predictable life. And I'm leaving everything that was in opposition to God. And I am going out and I'm going to walk in my freedom. Okay. That's cool. I love that. That's what I'm doing. But immediately when they begin to do that, they came up to the Red Sea. Immediately when the disciples got into the boat, because that's where Jesus was going. And that's where they're headed. And they had a mission. And there were so many things that begin to happen on the other side of the boat ride. That would have never happened if they didn't get into the boat. And they didn't endure the storm. So here are the, this nation of Israel. And they come up to the Red Sea. And they come up against obstacles and challenges. And the reality is, is that Pharaoh's not uh, in any way happy that they are delivered. Pharaoh's not in any way happy uh, that, uh, they're, that they're walking in freedom, okay? And that their chains have been, uh, uh, the chains have been broken. They understand who they are. They're going to begin to walk in their authority. They're going to be, begin to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit, right? Pharaoh's not happy about it. And it's important to understand this, that just because we have a desire, just because we have intention, and just because we begin to walk out, doesn't mean that resistance is over. In fact, I can guarantee you, all that means is resistance is going to step up its game. And that is just because you want to, uh, an amazing, holistic life, family, faith, fitness, and finance, and you want to take God in every single area of your life and begin to manifest the fruit of the Spirit in every single area. Wonderful desire. I have it too. Okay? Resistance is not going to stop just because we begin to take steps forward. In fact, in every single area of our life, 
we're going to have to go through the storm to get to the other side. And what that means is that we're going to have to face that resistance. The resistance is the way. Now, you know, if you want to build muscle mass and you want to grow and expand inside of your body, we know and understand that stretching is needed and that tearing is a must. The muscles must tear, they must break down, and they must rebuild. And the only way to accomplish that is resistance. Expansion only comes through resistance. And that is we want greatness. We want to be in the promised land. We want, you know, to walk in authority and all of these different things, not understanding that resistance is the path. So here they are at the Red Sea and resistance is coming against them. And they come to a wall, right? And how are we going to move forward? How are we going to make progress? Boom. It's nice that you had those cool desires, but here's your wall. Okay? And it was for the purpose and intention for them to break through the barrier and to begin to progress to the other side. Now, if you understand financial and money markets and all this different stuff, most all the times in stocks or currencies and stuff, it comes up to the barrier. Okay, and that is it rises to the known barrier, and that is the previous ceiling that it once had. And you know what it does? It tips the ceiling. It goes like this. Let's pretend this is the ceiling. It goes like this, and it touches it. Ha! I'm just checking. Boop. Okay, and then it goes boop, 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 like a little scared, right? <laughs> and, it, and it comes down a little bit, and it comes up, and it goes. Boop, I'm gonna touch the ceiling. Boop. Right. And what it is, is that there's a resistance to any sort of growth and expansion. And you come to it and you come to the wall and you go, boop. Uh, OK, just checking. And, and you and you flow back a little bit. Right. And you come back. Boom. Just checking. But there is a time that the pullback is so great that you begin to bust through the ceiling and the resistance and the tiptoeing to it and touching it and like testing it out, right? Uh, uh, ends up being a force that busts right through it. So here, here they are. Have to go through the Red Sea. And as we know, the, the Red Sea parts under the direction and leadership of God and they walk through on dry land and the Egyptians that attempted to do so were drowned. I find that to be very interesting. <clears throat> the people try to coattail on God's miracles and think it's, you know, because it worked for one person, it's going to work for them. And the reality is when they attempted to walk inside of the miracle, uh, they weren't connected to the source and attempted to do so. Uh, they were taken away with the current. So to the promised land is obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. And as you read the story, you see that there are multiple different storms on the way to the promised land. And so it is, there are multiple different storms in life on the way to heaven. But even a greater reality is the abundant life that we are called to walk in, this place of peace, this place of fulfillment, the place of just alignment with the Spirit of God, that there are many obstacles and many storms that take place inside of our lives before we begin to walk in that sort of reality. So there's always a wilderness before the promised land. There's always a resistance 
before you obtain the promises. And what happens during this point? Well, when resistance comes, we begin to experience pushback. Like we were all happy at the rise, right? It's just like in, in stock markets in money markets. Uh, we we're all super excited about the rise. Yeah, right? We're just like, woo, yeah, we got the rise. We got the rise. We are rising. We are conquering. We are overcoming. We are destroying, right? And then all of a sudden the pullback begins to happen. And what happens? People panic. And this is people that who uh, who lose everything because they they pull out their money, they get scared, and the pullback is where the tendency of fear comes. There's no fear inside of the rise, and that is if like everything's going well for me inside of my family, faith, fitness, and finance, and I am rocking it, I'm rising, I'm shooting like a rocket, I'm to the moon. Like there's nothing to be not joyous about. Okay. I have joy. I'm, I'm happy that this is taking place inside of my life. And there's no anxiety. I'm not agitated. I'm not disturbed in any way. It's when this pullback comes where things begin to drop, where people begin to panic and people begin to get scared. And what do they do? Withdraw. And this is where the addictions and sedations and all these different things come in. That during the pullback where we begin to drop, uh, we begin to get fearful and scared. Not understanding that it is the ebb and flow and it's the very force that catapults you up. It's important to understand that it's the very force that catapults you up. And so during this time, we're tempted to get fearful, we're tempted to give up, and we're tempted to do all of these things and what, what do we do? We miss the rise. Everybody who sells out in fear misses the rise. And those who are bold and those who are strong bask in the fruit of the rise. I want you to think about this analogy, okay? Well, I got a couple for you. The first one is the ebb and flow of waves, okay? And that is, have you ever been on the ocean and see the ginormous pullback of the water, right? And the water begins to pull back. Now that pullback is to create a awesome, awesome wave. In fact, the very sign of the pullback is the clear indication that a great wave is coming. I use this analogy inside of our lives because the reality is, is that we experience pullback and that is frustrations, disappointments, and defeats. And things are not going well in our lives and things begin to decrease and where we were once up here and things begin to fall down and to fall down and to fall down. And what we don't understand is it is the pullback of the wave to come with a larger wave that you can grab and that you can ride and it can push you out even farther. Have you ever heard the, of the uh, scenario, one step forward, two steps back? Well, this is one, uh, two steps forward, one step back. So the one step back is the pullback that is required for the two steps forward. And what we do is we panic. Oh no, I'm falling apart. Oh no, the storm is coming. Okay. 
And it's just like a spring. Here's the second analogy. If you want to fly forward, the uh, velocity in which you travel is according to the pullback. Now, if you're shooting an arrow and the pullback is very small, then your forward thrust is very small. And that is that you don't experience much pain. There's not enough, there's not trials. You haven't gone through darkness. You're just kind of like coasting through life. The pullback is very small, right? And what that does when it's launch time, that person, you let go and it's like, phew, phew, woo, wasn't too great. Oh, but I tell you brothers, if you've been through some pain, You've been through darkness. You've been through trouble. You've been through addiction. Whoo! You've been through divorce. Whoo! You've been through uh, negative relationships that uh, had to uh, sever apart. Whoo! Right? And you've been through the deep darkness of the soul where you begin to question your core identity and who you are and you don't know uh, what, you know, your connection with God is anymore. And whoo! Pull back, right? And all of a sudden, when it's time to rise, you, me, are the one that rises. Now, I want to tell you this because it is amazing how after the storm, these disciples got in that boat on the other side of the storm was walking in their destiny. It was seeing miracles and healings take place and seeing those who are oppressed and the captive and seeing them all set free. And it was all on the other side of the storm. And so it's important to understand this, is that life is a journey. It is a journey of ebb and flows. And it's important that if we are in a difficult season, that there is a season for everything. And that difficult season of maybe losing your job or losing a loved one or, or losing uh, or, or, or succumbing to addiction and really feeling the consequence of, and all of these different things that take place, there is a different season coming up. Think about this for a moment. That if you were a tiller of the land and you owned uh, uh, and you were responsible for a uh, fruit production and harvesting of a crop or something, that during the sowing season, it's all work. It's all sweat. Pretty much it's all pain. And at the current moment, that's all there is. Okay. And if the farmer decided, you know what, this sucks. Like, I'm not, this is too painful. I got blisters. I'm going to just go ahead and give up and I'm going to opt myself out of this harvest thing. What kind of results in harvest do you think you could expect? So it's important for us to begin to understand that if we are in a troubled time, that we continue with our hands to the plow and we continue to sow seed. 
And we continue to make investments. Now, the most important thing inside of financial security, right, is that you make investments at the bottom. Okay? That is the most important thing. You don't make investments so much at the top at the reaping season. You make investments at the sowing season. That is when everything is dark, man. When everybody is, is doing their thing. When everybody is running away, when everybody's squared, when everybody's pulling out, when everybody clams up, when everybody gets uh, uh, driven by fear, not you. You are the one who seizes the opportunity and understands, you know what? I understand the time and the season. And the season is for me to begin to make powerful investments inside of my family, faith, fitness, and finance in the darkest moment of the soul where we begin to question God and his purpose for our life. Those are the times where extreme investment is required. Because I can tell you something, that you are doing what no one else is doing. And you are going to begin to experience what no one else is experiencing. And it's all because you continue making the deposits in the storm. Man, that is a powerful reality. So this life, this life is a, a journey. Okay? And it's important to understand that these situations that take place in our life, they, um, the goodness is not an event. It's a journey. Okay? And that is that these children of Israel, they experienced this event. <laughs> the event that God freed them. We're walking out. Woo! Gather your stuff. Celebrate. Excited. The event catapulted them into a journey. And what we got to understand is that the events that take place in our life are just triggering moments that catapult us into our destiny. But what we often do is that we try to find another event, right? Uh, so we, we get this event where we walk uh, in victory and freedom and we're believing God and something new has happened. And as we begin to walk out, we've, we forget that it's a journey, right? And motivation dies and we're no longer excited as we used to be. And, and we're losing clarity. We're losing momentum. We're losing vision. And we think, you know what? I need another event. I need to be told again how free I really am. And what we don't understand is that when we live in that mindset, we live in the mindset of our insights, our insights, who we are in the stability as a person is related to our environments. And that if things are good, we rise. If things are bad, we decline. And we attach our character to our environment. And that is that now that I'm in a storm, and now that everything is chaotic, I'm going to go ahead and fall apart. I'm going to go ahead and start complaining. I'm going to go ahead and begin to question all of these different things because I am in the storm. So it's important inside of this to understand that this, this life, what we are experiencing, is not an event. It's a journey. 
Don't get it, get addicted to the events. What an event is, is this, is that you're on life support. <clears throat> Your uh, life is um, constantly going in decline where it needs to be shocked back to life. And we go to these uh, different vents to re-energize us and to re-shock us. is because we haven't developed the idea <clears throat> that life is really a journey. And that we shouldn't expect stability to begin with. We shouldn't expect easy street. We shouldn't expect everything to go like this in a straight line. Because the reality is the way life really works and the environmental situation that happened to us, life is more like this. Okay, it's more like a heartbeat. <laughs> it's like, woo, 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 woo. You see what I'm saying? And that's the reality of what life is. And the coming to the drop point is normality. These situations that happen to us that cause pullback are normal. And what we need to understand is that not only do we need to have fun on the ride down, but we need to have fun on the ride up. Because if we judge our uh, mindset of God, uh, God's opinion, view, and acceptance of me as dependent if I'm stable, or depending if my environmental conditions are okay, then we're going to be in a lot of trouble. We are going to be on that roller coaster ride with God that, you know, when I'm down here, he doesn't love me. When I'm up here, he loves and accepts me abundantly. <clears throat> Not understanding that the weather up here shouldn't change according to the weather out there. And that is, is if I am on a pullback, enjoy it. This is your life. I don't know about you, but in a roller coaster ride, I kind of like the drops. Thrilling, exciting, scary. Okay. And so as we look at that, we understand this. That all of this that we're going through is normal. And that we should accept what is. If things are chaotic and they're falling apart at this current moment, no amount of not embracing that situation is going to make anything any better. The fact and reality is, is if you're in a storm, you're in a storm. And no amount of wishing you are on dry land is going to help you. No amount. It's acceptance that I am in the storm. Things are chaotic. But I'm going to be okay. I don't need things for to be okay out here for me to be okay in here. And that is the bottom line in the awesome reality. So we will continue on again, brothers. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.